There's a version of us that is inspired, free, awake, and energized. As we move through life and tackle its challenges, sometimes we lose sight of who we are, what we want, our value, and our joy. We get off course. What if I told you there was a different way? That by re-engaging in your life, you could find that light and energy again. This is a podcast for women like you who are ready to tune into and turn up the abilities, talents, gifts, and beauty that already exists within you. Here you will find validation, encouragement, and support to come out of isolation and live your most engaged life. Join me each week because it's about to get real. All right. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Morgan and I are in the house again, and I am just really excited for this conversation. After last week's episode, we both received so many reactions, responses about our conversation and the shares from last week and things that ranged from, wow, we had no idea that you experienced this to, wow, I also had a a similar experience to this. And this allowed me to open some conversation in my own home within my own relationships. So I told you we'd have a part two, and today we're going to tackle some of the questions that emerged. But beyond that, let's just be real. Y'all just really loved Morgan. So maybe, maybe Momo, maybe just like like (laughs) my co-person all of the time. Oh goodness. That would definitely uh, add a little unique action each week. I'm not sure. (laughs) A little unpreparedness each week. Spice it up. Maybe. Girl, Um, we we're, we're often on the fly here. I think that makes good, good, good content, good conversation. So, all right. Well, are you ready for this? Yes, I am. All right. Thank you for having me back. I'm excited. And I was very, very surprised, as you said, by the amount of people that reached out to me. I'm very grateful above all that people took time to listen because mm-hmm. I'm I'm a talker and I kept talking. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much. But I think it also takes a lot of openness and willingness to uh, listen to others' stories, mm-hmm. especially in today. Everyone's doing so many things. People totally. could have just shut it off after five minutes. So yeah, I was and- very, very, very surprised, happy, and thankful. Yes. That everyone was so receptive. Likewise. And as before we hit record, Morgan and I were talking about the fact that this particular episode has, I don't want to say performed really well, because that feels like it. It's not describing it in the way that I want, but it resonated with people. We are just really grateful for you sharing with people who maybe needed to hear this message, Um, but just let's keep sharing and let's keep talking about it because I think that that's really important and that's what we wanted at the end of the day. All right. So we're going to just jump in with a couple of the questions. If you follow either one of us on Instagram, you know that we put a text box that just invited, you know, what else do you want to know about this particular topic? and maybe related to your own unique struggles. And so we've picked a couple of things and areas in, um, of focus for this conversation. And the first one is that when Momo was talking last week, she mentioned just 
in passing, but I really wanted to kind of stop and give voice to it because I think it is a shift from what perhaps we've experienced in the past. And that is this Momo, you talked about how, and you said, like I said, it was just in passing. You said, I bet nobody knew, or I bet people would be surprised to know that I was experiencing suicidal ideation. I took note of it in that moment, but I, I didn't go back there. And I wondered if we could maybe start there. And, you know, the reason being is because I think like before, at least I feel like even, you know, 10, 15 years ago, there was kind of like this, I don't even want to say like a type, but it was like, when you thought of someone who was actively maybe suicidal, maybe you had this picture of what that person looked like or how they performed and navigated life each day. And I feel like now it's a little trickier to know. Um, it's not so clear and obvious. Um, right. We've gotten really good, I guess, at at hiding in pain, perhaps. And so could you just kind of share a little bit about your experience? Yeah, sure. I just think that that's a big piece. It is, and it's something that when I was younger, I couldn't imagine mm-hmm. pre-me having this entire experience, right? When I was much younger, I may have never imagined I would find myself in that situation. So as you mentioned, one of the biggest things I hear when I share my story with people is how surprised they are that I have experienced this, particularly my moments of suicidal ideation. So as I mentioned in last episode, yes, I did have those moments those moments where I wanted to take all my medicine and not wake up, Mm -hmm. or I was thinking about (laughs) all the ways that I could not live anymore. Mm -hmm. So I think if there's anything that I can show people, it's that someone who is so unassuming or seems like they are okay can experience these things and I believe one of the biggest reasons people resonated with my episode was just that, Mm -hmm. that for so long, people come back and say, but you're so happy. You're so positive. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I say, yes, I am. And, but that's not to say that happy or positive people can't experience these things Mm -hmm. or people that are going to work every day can't experience these things. There are high functioning people with with mental health issues. They're high functioning addicts. There are people you don't know tackling a lot of Mm -hmm. big challenges in their life. And so now that I've gone through that, it's never assumed that someone's okay. Mm -hmm. So what do you assume instead? I may not see it. I'm just someone that what I've gotten used to is I always ask people, I never assume that someone is happy-go-lucky. If I haven't heard from a friend, which I'm getting better at, because, you know, for a long time I was an avoidance. I was just not reaching out to anybody. But Mm -hmm. if I haven't heard from a friend, it's just checking in on them. Mm -hmm. Not to say that's not your job to do it, but it's just being there. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's just always asking because they can say, oh, I'm totally fine. Or they can say, hey, maybe that's the moment that they'll open up and say, no, something's not fine. Mm -hmm. Um. So now I just always ask, Anne, if someone seems a little upset, I just ask them, <laughs> are you mad? Are you upset? Are you sad? How are you? How are you really? Right. Or just how are you? Yeah. How are you really? And I think that last part is so important because I feel like we get so accustomed to say, how are you? Fine. 
how are you fine? How are you fine? And it's like, okay, well, that's not really meaningful conversation or engagement. And so now I don't even, I don't allow the boys or Chris or anyone to respond with fine. Cause I'm like, fine. Doesn't tell me anything. Like if you're sad, I want to know if you're sad, if you're feeling happy and great, I want to know that, but like fine is so tricky. And so or, I think we're okay. We're okay. Yeah, no, sure. you're right. But I feel like sometimes it, and I'm guilty of this too. Like, I mean, do I really want to tell this person what's going on with me? I guess I'm fine, but I'm not really fine. You know what I mean? And like, do they really Absolutely. want to hear me? And so I think the right people will, that. not the right people, but I think right. the more that we do this, the more people will be open to sharing. So yeah, no. I, I start thinking about just always being transparent with how I'm feeling. And I think in the past I would have been like, oh, Morgan, don't say you're upset because mm-hmm. you're someone that is always happy and will be like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'll keep going. This is great. It's okay. Now I'm just very determined to live my truth, mm-hmm. whether it's a moment of feeling hurt or feeling happy I will just be open and transparent with people. Yeah. And it's, it's a pro it's a process ad. Cause I mean, confrontation isn't always fun, but this is the perfect thing. How you said, how are you really? Yes. I always follow up with that. Mm-hmm. If someone says, Good, I said, no, like, how are you really? I find myself always saying that to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think that also like lets them know that like, I'm, I really want to know. It's not just me like doing this nicety, like, you know, being, I don't know, polite. It's like, no, I I actually really care to know um, how Mm -hmm. you are. And I think about, remember when I was with you, whenever it was a month ago or whatever, and we went to the, was it Starbucks? Mm -hmm. And the girl, the barista checked in on you. Remember that? Oh my gosh. I totally I think forgot. your eyes were red because you were tired or well, I don't yes, know. I have red eyes, everybody. Yeah, you it's do have red eyes of, all, all of the doing- time. <laughs> yes, it's, it's not that you are in, indulging in in certain extra activities, but no, you always have red eyes. But the the barista asked you, Are you okay? Right. And I was and, taken aback. And yeah. I was like, oh my I know we both yeah. like were like, wait, how kind of cool was that? Yep. Yes. It was really cool. I was taken aback. We were getting Starbucks because I always tell people I like Starbucks. Okay. I know. Okay. And so I was getting my same thing I always get and I was paying and she hadn't even said hi or anything to me. She just looked at me. She said, are you okay? Mm -hmm. And I, and I looked back at you and mom and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Thank you for asking. But you're right. That could have been a moment where she asked someone, she didn't know my story, what had happened that day. And I was absolutely fine. I think I had danced that day. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was absolutely happy. I was just tired, but maybe I would have been a person that wasn't okay. And that would have trickled, you know, right. That would have helped me in that, in that moment. Well, and even if you didn't share how you were feeling in that moment, like, I think there might be something to be said about feeling seen in that moment, Mm -hmm. right? Like someone cared enough about me to notice. And I think it's noticing that is a big part of that. Yeah. I just remember we were both like, wow, she just asked you that. Like, (laughs) like equal parts, like that's really awesome. And also like, wow, that just happened. So yeah. And I, I just, 
I, I think that, you know, like you were saying, it's not something that maybe people expected from you. Not that, you know, I think we expect really anyone to feel this way, but I think it's that point well taken. Like, how can we just treat people with kindness and with grace and recognizing that even if they are super high functioning, even if they do appear to quote unquote, have it all together, we don't know what they're navigating and what's underneath that. So noticing, saying something, checking in on each other. I feel like that's a good first step. What do you think? Yeah. And it could be as simple as one text Mm -hmm. because you know how I can be, I can be very (laughs) bad at answering texts all the time. And then you'll respond. And And it's always because I want to give that, uh, give that person my full attention Mm -hmm. and not just, you know, I want to be able to formulate a response that is caring. Yeah. So if I'm ever not responding for a few days, it's for that reason, but a few days, girl, I'd send out the PD looking for you a few days. No, I just in general, I mean, it's, I know. Yeah, you're right. You guys don't know my family. Oh my gosh. They probably have some cameras in my bedroom. Or something. Well, okay. Know. That's creepy, but no, like, yeah. In fact, uh, this is totally on a side note, but people were like, oh, I noticed the phone ringing in the last episode. Yeah. That was mom FaceTiming yeah, Momo. It was my mom. And now she's out in the living room. She's probably on watch. <laughs> <laughs> so she, no, but you just said something I'd, I'd been going through kind of some, what I had been writing in while I was taking my, or while I was in this program. Mm-hmm. And for me, writing, uh, allows a lot of aha moments. Mm-hmm. So journaling is actually a great skill people use or, or activity people use, you know, it, whether you're undergoing some sort of stress or life struggle, journaling is huge. And I, I totally appreciate it. But I had written, I never thought that I'd be in this situation that I am. It's really insane how someone who looks like they're functioning so well can be so unhappy, unfulfilled, and want to die. Mm. So just, I mean, the perfect example of what that was when I was, in, in, when I was there in 2018. Exactly. Yeah, And it's interesting for me to look at that now. I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. I've done a complete 180. I have my moments, but oh my gosh. Right. You can see your growth. And and what's cool about having that writing is you can reflect back on where you were. And I think also to be able to go, wow, okay. Like you said, not every day is easy. There are still moments when I struggle. And yet it's also a nice reminder of, okay, and I can do this. And I've developed some skills that are really helping me to feel Mm -hmm. better equipped to navigate those bumps as they come, you know? Totally. So let's then shift a bit. Cause I, I, like I said, that first piece, I just really wanted people to know. And I hope that we continue to just be kind to another and kind to one another and check in on each other. But the next piece or, and I should say the next piece is let's talk a little bit about the whole medication um, part, because, you know, I think for some people that's a real, for some, it's a fear for some, there's so much unknown related to the medication that that also can, can turn into fear. Sometimes the, the fear itself or the unknown keeps people from even seeing that as a real option for them, because I think sometimes we fear what we don't understand. And so can we talk a little bit about 
the medication piece. I know last week you talked about you were being on medication or placed on medication Mm -hmm. during your time there. So what was that experience like for you? It was a longer experience to get to where I am today with my medication. I had actually tried an antidepressant prior to being in the program because I had spoken about, you know, feeling these feelings of anxiety prior to me going into that. So I had been on one. I thought it was working. Apparently it wasn't as great (laughs) as I thought it was working. With medication, it's always a journey Mm -hmm. and it's not a magic pill that you take and you're amazing the next day. I don't want people to ever feel ashamed for needing medication, right? I think people feel a lot of shame in it. Mm -hmm. They, something I always hear, always add is, I don't want to be on a a med for the rest of my life. For me, there are so many things you can do to help improve your mental health and help combat the effects of some of, of mental illness if you have one. But that being said, the thing about medication is actually treats a biological, not mishap, but something that's not going <laughs> exactly right. how. Yeah, it's not firing the way that you do. Yeah. It's like if you got, I think of if, if you have diabetes, you take the medication for that, right? Or right. So I just don't want anyone to ever feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a lot of shame in it. Like you need this magic pill to feel happy. No, your, your body will function better mm-hmm. with the correct medication, just like having any other type of illness that, you know. We so, just need a little bit of help, right? Like we just need a little bit something different to help us to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And it will improve your quality of life, right? We're only here. I mean, lifespan has gotten longer, but we're only here a set amount of years. So if it's going to improve your quality of life for the next 60 years, then I'm like, freaking go for it. Right. That being said, more about my situation is I, like I said, I was on a medication. I thought it was working okay. I go into the program and they ended up re-diagnosing me with other things and prescribing me other medication. So once I had gotten on this second medication, I noticed it worked even better. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it, it cured everything, but I felt a little more stable to be able to cope and continue to grow and become even more stable. So the biggest thing with meds is it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. I think like you'll have to maybe try new ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, something might not work for you. So it's something you have to commit to. Right. It takes time. You know, and I, and I think when you are feeling that desperate, that it'd be so nice for something to work so quickly. But the the reality is, is that you're going to be feeling really crummy and you're not going to feel markedly improved or better in the next 24 hours. In the the next 24 hours, not in the next week, in the next few months. Yes. Right. That's why you go into a program. (laughs) Like you did. find support, right? Yeah. You find support. So you can start the process. Right. And with medication, it can get worse before it gets better. Say, so, what, say more about that. And that. That's mainly having to do with side effects. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing I hear. What is this? <laughs> you know, you hear the common things. Oh, I don't want to take a pill for the rest of my life. Right. Or you hear, uh, there's so many bad side effects. Someone said that to them when they were 14 and now they just repeat it. <laughs> Right. But we all know right. that. There's nothing wrong with that. 
But um, we just don't know, right? Like we just don't just know and don't you take what know. you've heard, right? We don't right. know. And I just want people to be open to it. So yes, there can potentially be side effects like with, you know, Tylenol could potentially <laughs> cause some terrible side effects sure. too. So there are, I luckily didn't have really any. One of the biggest ones that antidepressant can cause is just a little bit of fatigue. But there's ways to, you know, take it at night. There, there's things you can do. I luckily had no problem when trying any of my medications in terms of weight gain. I mean, any of those that they have on the bottle. I didn't have any issues with that. That being said, I did say it can get worse before it gets better. Um, sometimes these medications that are antidepressants specifically, and Addie, you might be able to speak on to this more, in the first few weeks can make you feel worse. I think that's just your body getting adjusted to mm-hmm. it, correct? Yeah. And, and I mean, and it takes a while, like you were just saying, to really find that therapeutic dose. And so I think, you know, if someone, if one of you decides that this is a route I'm interested in exploring, connect with your doctor and, and be really open to asking some of these questions that maybe feel odd or uncomfortable, but go in informed and ask these questions and then let them know when you're feeling like, gosh, this still doesn't feel quite right. Sometimes it might not work for you. Exactly. And they might exactly. absolutely make you feel worse. Exactly. But, and I, but so absolutely. I think really what I take away from what you're sharing right now, Momo, is just this idea that it takes time. So if you and your doctor decide that this is a route you want to try, just know that it takes time. And if it's taking time for you, that doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It just, it's, it's a process. Or um, it's not working. Or it's not working. Right. But like, think more than anything is just, I I don't want people to feel like they're navigating these things and it's like, oh my gosh, no one told me to expect this. So I must be doing it wrong or something's wrong with me. And then we, they just quit cold Turkey, which is not good. Right. And so, (laughs) yeah, I just think having more information is, is helpful. So more information and openness. So if there's one thing that you get from this conversation on medicine, it's, it's being open to even talking about it with someone Mm -hmm. beyond what you've heard from your inner circle. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is finding the right medical provider Provider. that you feel, or the right provider that you feel understands because it's just like anything. Um, there are some that are probably pro medication and some that aren't. Mm -hmm. So, which is absolutely fine to each his own, but finding a provider that you feel is really open and understanding and maybe specializes mm-hmm. versus just going to your, your PCP, right? Or your primary care, family care. But I tell you people right now, listening to this podcast, you've heard my story and I would have not gotten to where I am without medication. And I will scream it from the mountaintops. Antidepressant for you. (laughs) No, well, but I, I mean, I know that you're being lighthearted about that, but I think, you know, I mean, it's, it's true. Like you said, this is my truth and, and you know, your own lived experience. And what you're saying is like, I would not have been able to feel the way that I am now. Like you believe that it, it helped you, you know, so much. So integral, so Mm -hmm. important for me. Into your treatment plan. Absolutely. And I also think like, you know, I obviously um, come from the counseling perspective and I often, you know, because there's a lot of research that suggests do both, right? Like have psychotherapy in addition to a psychotropic medication. People always wonder about that. Like, well, 
what does that mean? What does that look like? And for some people, the way I describe it and um, is if you were to be in counseling, for example, and you were feeling at your absolute lowest point, right? Absolutely anxious, so, so down in the dumps, you're not really in a place to develop skills, right? Like mm-hmm. I am barely surviving. I'm hanging on by a thread. And so I liken it to if you're in a in a car and your windows are rolled up and you have a person on the outside of your window and they're trying to give you a message. You can't really hear them very well, right? Cuz the windows are all the way rolled up, right? So you can kind of see them lip they're mouthing something. They might be using their hand gestures, but you're not clearly getting the message. Well, I think about, well, what if you add a little dose of medication, which to me would be like rolling down the window just a little bit Mm -hmm. that allows me now to hear the message a little more clearly, right? Because I now am in a position where I can think a little bit more rationally. My emotions are a bit, maybe more stable. I'm just in a very different place where now I can actually access the therapeutic relationship and support. And so, you know, there can be kind of this really good blend of a couple of things. But I think, again, just the idea here is that we want people to have the information that might help them in their journey. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a great example. Good job, Addy. High five. (laughs) You you all see this? This is, this is, yes. Mockery, I think is what's happening right now. No. So, okay. So we addressed the first part, the part that we may not understand. We may not even know that someone is struggling. The next part was the medication. Wait, Addie. Oh, make sure sure that you put a disclaimer that I'm not a doctor. Well, we, yes. Momo is a (laughs) ballroom dancer. Not a doctor. And so that's why I think, I mean, point well taken again. I think that's why we've been so clear about like, check this out with your medical provider. Like we are not here to diagnose or to, you know, say that we have all the answers. This is one person's lived experience. Actually, both similar are both lived experiences. And and so we are 100% saying, please seek medical attention if you if you are interested in learning more. Yeah. Would you add yep, anything to that? What I'm saying. Okay. That's perfectly fine. Okay. So the next thing that people were curious about was just learning a little bit more about some of the strategies that you developed. Like, so you obviously went to this inpatient program or not inpatient, this outpatient program where you obviously were receiving really structured training and support. And you talked a little bit last week about a couple of the things that you you used to help as you were developing new skills, new routines, a new way of living and being, but could you share maybe a couple of others that, you know, we could chew on and think about? Yes. So there are three main ones that I carry with me to this day. As you just mentioned, I believe in this blend of these learned skills in combination with the medication, if Mm -hmm. if you decide to take that route. So I, I am lighthearted. I am always joking, but yes, if you decide to take medication, you become stabilized to where you can perform these skills and learn them. Mm -hmm. Then I think that combined with medication is, is like the super, for me, that's what's gotten me to where I am today. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the biggest things I learned about in the outpatient program I participated in was 
just the entire idea of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. It's something that's brought up a lot being present. I think it's, it's definitely more talked about now. I mean, I I scroll through Instagram and it's talking about being present mindfulness, but the first day I was there, my counselor had said, notice everything and cling to nothing. Mm. And this is something I live. Addy, are you taking a picture of me? Heck yeah, I'm going to put it on Instagram. Oh my gosh, so oh my gosh go Addy. You got <laughs> Okay. Back you got to let people notice- know that you're coming back on Tuesday. I want them. Okay. I- okay. Notice everything, cling to nothing. I just cling to that. No. Mm-hmm. Let it go. So the- he, I let it go. He said that the first day. And I listened to him. He had nice hair. I was just like, this this guy just seems like the guy that knows what he's talking about. And I feel like shit. I'm going to listen to him. <laughs> um, I still remember that. And I think about it every day. So the whole idea of mindfulness, being present, is really attaching yourself to nothing and letting everything float by. And I think when I describe how I am today, like last week we were talking about, well, what does it mean to really be you? For me, who I am and where I'm at today is the ability to really attach myself to nothing except what's happening in the moment and who I who I am and my values and what I believe in in terms of where I'm going. And so I will say one more t- one more time, notice everything, cling to nothing. It's this idea of observing everything, having complete acceptance, non-judgment. So say, you know, you're driving to work and someone honks at you and you're just like, oh, screw that person, which I've been there. Okay. And then then you kind of uh, absorb that energy, right? So you're like, screw that person. Then you kind of absorb this energy of being annoyed. Then you get to work and then you're just like, ah, it just carries, carries, you know, it continues on with you. And it's a trickle effect. It, it'll go all with you through your day. So name it. That person was annoying and honked at you. Oh, shoot. That was a judgment. That person honked at you. Don't call them annoying and just let it float by. And that's just a silly example because I think we also spoke about kind of having these tapes, mm-hmm. ruminating thoughts, right? We'll, we'll kind of, our thoughts will eat away at us and we're thinking about the same thing. So for mine, it would be like, Morgan, you suck. You're a terrible dancer. You're not fulfilling your dreams. You don't know where you're going. You're mm. so we have these tapes. So maybe I'd call that Morgan sucks tape. Every time you hear this tape, which we reply them in our mind, their their thought cycles Constantly. all day, mm. all day. And yours might not be the Morgan sucks tape. It better not be the Morgan <laughs> sucks tape. Yours might be the you know I'm a bad mom tape. Or it could be, um, I'm a, I'm so weird tape and Mm -hmm. we will replay that in our head. And I'm sure if you're thinking about it now, you might have one. And next time that tape starts to play, acknowledge it. We we don't want to just shut it out and say, oh, no, 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 no. Because then, you know, it continues to eat away at us. It's just acknowledging it. Hey, that tape is playing. Allow it to be there and let it flow away. Mm. So I always think of things just floating away, floating past me. Someone was maybe a little rude to me, just let it float away. Imagine a river. A river is a great example, like just carrying worries, carrying things that may have bothered you, carrying these tapes and just like letting them go. And you're just what a log in the river that just stays there, a tree Mm -hmm. in the river. Mm-hmm. What stays in the river? A big rock? Yeah, a big rock, a big log. And now you're not 100% at this 
girl, right? No, no, I'm not. But I am um, about the things that were debilitating me. Mm-hmm. Debilitating me. I'm very close. Yeah. So I'm like 80%. The honking example. Yeah. Things bug the <laughs> hell out of me. Like when someone. <laughs> Drivers. Momo, drivers, you though drivers get you going walking slow. I'm like, ah, so silly things like that. Like, sure. yes, those that to me, and I work on it. But the things that were preventing me from living my best life, yeah. no longer. I mean, we have our moments. Yeah, sure. Human. I have my moment, but no longer cling to me and attach to me, and are like tape and just keep me stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, those things just go by. Mm-hmm. And I still have those tapes, but they're rarely played. They're VHS. They're just like out. <laughs> they're <laughs> antiquated. They're no longer yeah. useful. I love that. I love but that. Maybe, maybe the thing for from this note is if you're sitting there listening, what's that tape? Like acknowledging that tape. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you don't even sit and and know it's happening. You're just replaying it all day. True. All day. True. So just like think, oh, am I playing a tape? Well, is it fear and- of abandonment? Is it fear of judgment? Is it what's the tape I'm playing? Well, and I think often we play multiple tapes at one time. And so it's mm-hmm. like then you're just being bombarded with all of the things either you're not or the things that you aren't doing well, the things that you aren't achieving, the, you know, the list is endless, really. But I think <clears throat> we often have multiple playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. And don't say Morgan, don't say that. Mm-hmm. You, like, just like if you say, don't think of a cow, you think of a cow. Right. <laughs> you acknowledge it. You say, okay, I'm playing this tape. And then you continue on with your day. I love that. Okay. So do you say that? Like, was there a progression of that for you? Like, so was, was there ever a time or is there still a time? Like, do you say that audibly or is it something that you just tell yourself in your brain? And did you work up to that point? Like, was there a progression as you learn that skill? I think it's important to say things audibly and mm-hmm. that will go into my next point. Okay. But to me, this is something that is consistently said in my head because these things can happen to you all day. Mm-hmm. Like there's these little moments that, so if you're talking to yourself all day, I was just telling mom that, my God, it's, it's maybe it's living alone. I like talk to myself all day and it's kind of scaring me. <laughs> Like, mom, thank gosh you're here. Now I have someone to share my thoughts with. You're talking to yourself all day. So I wouldn't say that you're necessarily doing this audibly. But every time you're catching yourself in your mind, say, okay, there's that tape playing. Mm -hmm. And then say, keep it going. Or say, notice everything, cling to nothing. So if you see that tape of what's a good, what's a different tape we could play for someone? I think something about like being overweight is one that we've talked yes. about, you know, like body image, a body image. About body image. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. maybe you start playing that tape. You don't have to say it out loud. Just say, okay, I noticed this, but I'm not going to cling to it. Mm-hmm. I love and that. then you move on to the next thing, the next second of your day. That's good. So mindfulness in terms of cling to it, <laughs> notice everything, cling to nothing. I love that. I'm going to try that. I have a couple of these tapes that I'm still working through. So that's, Oh, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. What's the next thing? What's the next idea that you have to share intervention or strategy? Sure. So secondly, negative self-talk is huge because Mm -hmm. who are, who are you hanging out with the most? It's yourself. Oh, you're right. (laughs) Don't worry. Mine's gotten so much better when I'm talking to myself all day. It's, it's ridiculous things (laughs) like, like, oh, um, maybe I should, 
but negative self-talk is huge. And so how do you not to not reverse it, but help, how do you pump up the other side of it is affirmation. Yeah. I love these. I'm very, I love to compliment people because I, I think it just turns people's day around. Like my, uh, at Starbucks, always. Nice eyeshadow. <laughs> yeah, like, you okay. do that. Yeah, like every time. That's true. I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not ever lying. I'm being serious. I think everyone's so beautiful and unique in their own way. And I'm, I hope that they know it's always genuine. Just as we would say a compliment to someone else, and you feel so good when someone compliments you. Don't lie. Even you do, Ed. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, it, it feels like, uncomfortable, but I'm like, okay, that's good. Yeah. On the inside, I think you're totally. you, the. What's uncomfortable is how to respond. I yeah, think on the inside, totally. I think we're, we're all glowing. Mm-hmm. So, and it doesn't have to be something. It, I mean, it could be really anything. So imagine how we would feel if we're every day telling ourselves that. So affirmations are huge. And I felt a little bit silly doing them in the beginning. So if we think of positive affirmations, we're thinking of essentially just telling ourselves audibly things every morning. So this was absolutely learned in the program and they had us list out our affirmations and affirmations are endless compliments are endless you can always come up with something else and it can be regarding a tons of uh, tons of things right so i'd come up with if i were you at home listening i would come up with four affirmations to start and i remember sitting in the program and people would say i can't even think of one single good thing to think about myself I remember feeling that same way. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I remember actually, Addie, I remember thinking, literally, I am so like, what is good about me? Mm-hmm. I like remember thinking I could not think of a singer, single good thing about me. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So that's where I ask if you have some support system asking others. Mm-hmm. And I know it's uncomfortable, but if you have a significant other, they're with you. So I absolutely believe that they might have something. If you have a friend, even if it's just one friend, I'm sure they have something. If you have a a kid, they will have something good to say about you. Even if they're the most simple of things, just writing down four things, four affirmations. And I probably still have mine. I think because I was struggling so much with deciding or not deciding with knowing that I wanted to dance. It was something like, I'm a wonderful dancer. I am strong you know, gosh, I have this list of affirmations. I'll give you a couple. I love and approve of myself. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. I mean, they can be, I forgive myself for my mistakes because I think a lot of people, that's that's something that I haven't necessarily struggled with, but other people have, right? Sure, Dealing yeah. with you know, accepting uh-huh. their past. So they're endless. You can look up, look up affirmations and you'll find some. And even if it's just picking some, start like if You can't generate your own. Yeah, I want to acknowledge that because some people that are listening maybe don't have any. Totally. Well, you know what? Give them my number. (laughs) I'll find them. You will. I know you will, babe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Start them with I. Start them with I. So I am beautiful. I am kind. I am strong. What's one for one for me, Addie? Oh my gosh, you are hilarious. I am hilarious. Okay. And I think the whole idea behind this is you start to instruct your unconscious, even if you feel like this is silly. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Oh my gosh. I don't see 
I'm to the point now where I'm just like, I'm weird and I'm strange and I'm a little bit silly and that's just who I am and I can accept it. And I will do these skills. Like I don't give a F mom's in the other room (laughs) all weekend. She's like, Morgan, don't say that. I mean, know that you might feel silly starting it, but right right when you wake up, right when you're brushing your teeth, right when you're going potty in the morning, potty. (laughs) Now my brother-in-law is going to say, I hate that word. Why don't people say go to the bathroom? Kenny. Yes, you will. Bathroom. (laughs) You can say your affirmations. It will take four seconds, and I promise you, long term, just like we were talking about here in thought cycles all day, these subconsciously, you're you're putting your energy towards these good things, right? So that is simple and easy. And you do this still every day? I do. They've changed. You're supposed to hold on to the same ones for a while. Okay. Or even when I'm feeling like just not as confident. Cause like I always say, I sound like I'm much better than I am, but we all have our moments. Like, yeah. So I, this is one thing I always go back to. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I love that. And some people I know have put like, they'll put, write it on post-it notes and put it on their bathroom mirrors. And so I just, there's a variety, like you don't have to do that if that doesn't work for you. If it's something that you say audibly to yourself, that may be it. If it's something that you just whisper, like there's so many slight variations of doing this type of strategy. Post-it notes were huge for me. I used to have them all. I'm very visual and I write everything Mm -hmm. out. So that could absolutely work. Maybe you say them in the car. So no one hears you. True. I mean, if you're feeling uncomfortable, there's just, there's always a different way to do it. And I think this is an easy one. Hard that if you're having issues coming up, I mean, this is a requires no time. Is what I'm saying. Right. It's brief. Right. Like it's brief. brief. Right. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Right. Which is, I think, really great because I think some people get overwhelmed by the commitment. Again, I feel like I really erase the word busy from my vocabulary, but I think sometimes we people get stuck kind of in 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 busy. And so um one more thing feels like a big thing. And so this feels I felt that way. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is um, little time commitment. Yeah. And, and brief, brief and little time commitment. Same thing. Next totally. topic. Next topic. Okay. <laughs> Listen, because look, I at, even, I, look at now she thinks she's in charge of the show. Okay. She thinks she's in charge. She's been here twice and she's about to take over the mic. Okay. Um, so I, <laughs> Talk a little bit about these check-ins that you have. I I kind of see them as a little, you mentioned journaling a little bit, but you talk about check-ins from the program. Like I take this maybe to being, maybe mean like self-monitoring, like how am I doing right now? Like is, is, is that how that worked? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, of course. So actually I thought this was a really good thing to show how, Progress is incremental, but progress does happen even Mm -hmm. when you don't feel like it is. Yes. So every day at the program that I had done, we'd fill out, and I think I talked about this last time, but we'd fill out these forms and realize that a lot of people at this point in their, when they're just arriving to these are really struggling. So Mm -hmm. even to just understand it's a check-in. That's all it really is. So I thought it was really interesting because I was going over all of my journals and all of my check-ins that I had done while I was there. Every morning, it asks, how do you feel? Mm -hmm. So I was going through them from day one, 
to the last day I was there. Mm-hmm. So I pulled out and I could see how it was uphill, mm-hmm. generally uphill. a progression, mm-hmm. a progression, mm-hmm. um, the first, and I'll just read them because this is just like the perfect example of how things get better. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the first day I'd gone in there, I'd, I'd written down, I'm sad, I'm nervous, I'm hopeless, and I want to die. That was my truth on that day. I remember that day. I don't know. And, you know, a few days later, I had written, maybe it was the week later, I'd written, I'm super emotional and full of tears. Mm-hmm. Days go by. I had written, not good, not bad. Hey, that's not, that's, not bad. Right. But, you <laughs> know, like that. that's progress, right? That's progress. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling like, oh, my gosh, like I feel like not good, not bad. Then a few days later go by and I'd written black. I'm super shitty. I feel like I'm moving backwards, mm-hmm. which is a perfect example because it's not, it's, it's a progression, but they're up not and down. Perfect. Not, exactly. not perfect. Mm-hmm. A few days later, a few weeks, I'm like, my time is messed up. It was all a blur. Um, I'd written sort of hopeful. Mm-hmm. Remember everybody, I came into this feeling oh, hopeless. And then a few days later, I had written pretty good. Which I was like, really? Oh my gosh, I'm feeling pretty good. And then really close to the end, I had written, I feel stable today. I'm growing. Mm -hmm. So that's just like the perfect example of progression, progression and how it's not a straight line and also increments, right? Like it's little by little, but how, wherever you are in your situation, if you're struggling with things like I did or you have a family member struggling, or you have a friend that it's possible. Like it's just possible. Right. With consistency. Right. And I think, you know, I mean, even in, in there, you talk about moving backwards. And so it's like, there are going to be weeks where you're two steps forward and then two steps back, you know, like really truly when you look at that overall picture, you really are seeing progress um, moving from hopelessness to feel like you said, even like feeling good, feeling hopeful, feeling like I'm growing. Like it's just very, very different state of mind and, and being. And so as you were describing those Mo, how, what was the period of time just to give people an idea like from start to finish? I think I was there two or three months. Yeah. And that was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven days. So I would say that was maybe every other week. Right. I said I was bad at math last time. I am. I think it's about every other week. Right. No. And, and, just, and the reason I'm asking is, again, just that idea that it it's not overnight. You know. And, you know, I will say that this was probably expedited because I chose to do this program versus, it, like, if you were just to get in with a therapist and you're meeting with them once, a, a, once an, hour, an hour for a week. A week. True. I don't want that to discourage anybody because it's going to help. Totally. But I'm just saying, like, realize I, this was kind of an expedited process because I was there. It was like my job, you know, right. to go. And my dance coach actually had given this really wonderful example, and she had drawn this squiggly line, but the squiggly line was going up. Mm-hmm. It was like waves going, but it was it was progressing up. It wasn't a plateau. It wasn't just right. a straight line. And she was she was speaking about dance specifically, like. I, she, she says, I can see your progress. Like you have these dips where you are experiencing maybe some discouragement or like, I'm not growing, but all she gets to see is this outer line. Mm-hmm. Right. So I just 
this this regression. So maybe I need to draw that out for people. But for me, it's it's exactly it. Like you will feel maybe like you're not getting better, but there's progress to be had. Right. And now every day I've been drawing that curvy line on my arm. <laughs> on your arm? Like on my wrist so I can remember. Maybe I'll get it yatted on me. But there you go. I just felt like that is a beautiful example and see how it applies for me to dance, how it applies to life, how it could apply to learning any new skill or so. Anything else that you want to share? I mean, you gave us some really good tangible ideas. And so mindfulness, again, notice everything cling to nothing, really thinking about um, and challenging our listeners to identifying four affirmations that we can try to get our day started. We talked about that. It's really, it takes time, but that with that consistency, you will see progress reminded Mm -hmm. folks to obviously consult their medical provider. If they're interested or curious about the medication route, anything else that you want to highlight before we move into the last question? Okay. I had thought of two other thoughts that I actually written down. See, I like to write stuff down a lot. And this is another thing that I found helps me. And so that's maybe another challenge. Start like at the end of the day, like journaling can be such a wonderful way for people to, what's the word, Addy? Like what can journaling do for you? Process. Yeah. Decompress, process. If you're struggling with finding your meaning, if you're struggling with just like understanding how you're feeling, journaling is so huge, especially for me, particularly. Not everybody likes it, but I had written down, I found growth in my distress. So I just felt like that was the perfect example of, of these things that you go through that might seem like you feel like the worst person in the world, like how I was feeling. And I know I've had friends feel that way. I've had family feel that way. Like these just terrible moments um, where you feel like complete shat, Mm -hmm. like you will, you can grow in that. That's like you're having that moment for a reason. And had I not had that experience, I wouldn't be where I was to where I am now. As cliche as that is, it's so true. And then I think another other line that resonated people from pod one mm-hmm. um, was just like thinking about what you might regret. Like I mentioned earlier, like you have limited time on earth. You do. I mean, that's just science. Right. <laughs> that's just fact. reality. Yeah. And I had written down, like I, was, I had written down, like maybe I should try dance again. And I'd say one day I'll either regret it or... I'll either regret that I didn't or be happy I did. Mm-hmm. And I just think now like, look at me. I'm so happy I did. And you're completely like fully immersed in, in dancing. Fully immersed. Like, like, and it's today just- I was like, I was just thinking, you know, someone asked me how I, how I was. And I was just like, I'm just like really great. And the sun shining. And I just feel so good and happy and I'm dancing and I love my job. And mm-hmm. You know, I was just like, wow, how amazing it is that I can answer that way. And I feel I, I recognize that I'm very fortunate to have gone to this place. So well, I if think- you're not there, I recognize that how you are and how you're feeling is valid. And, and there's ways to, to get out of that. To overcome. Or carry on. Yeah. To overcome that. Mm-hmm. 
totally true. Well, the last question I thought we could kind of quickly brainstorm just because I thought it was an interesting question was if we were to make an inpatient program for our friends, what would it include? I know, right? What's that? So maybe I should. I mean, I think that that, yeah. I've never thought about like running an inpatient thing, but certainly some kind of retreat where we could address some of these things um, in group, I think would be cool. So the way I envision it is, I think, I think there's something to, and it's something that I'm still working on, but I think there's something to inspiring awe. And so if I were to create some kind of a program for, I'll just say women, it would include a space where we could find ourselves in awe. So a place that's beautiful, whether that's by, I would prefer by water. So, you know, lakeside, oceanside. I mean, if we're dreaming here, we're just brainstorming something that could inspire some awe. That would be my first. That's a great point because I always mention like when you travel, for example, I realize for a lot of people, there's some travel anxiety, but when you're in this new space, I mean, even if it's not by water or um, totally, like you just have this sense of, of something like mm-hmm. and maybe what that something is, is ah, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, just something in your heart. Like if you, even if you're just getting to go somewhere new for the weekend. Yeah. Um, so I love that. And I think that is huge. And I, and I think it's cause I'm very visual and I connect with an artistic. So spaces and where I'm at can inspire a lot of good feeling. Yeah. But I think another thing that I would add to it would be movement you know how important that is to me. Actually, not to uh, bring it back to when I was so low, but I remember them having us do stretching together. And we were, keep in mind, we all were, we all wanted to die. (laughs) I I say that, but think of the people that were in this program with me. Like we just were like, we were laughing. We were laughing because it was, it was something we could bond over. Like, oh my God, this is terrible. And we all kind of are here because we were wanting to die. And so I remember them having us do stretching together and moving. And we were just like, all think of all these terribly sad people. We were laughing. It was awesome. And we were like, think of me. I was 25. I had like a 70 year old grandma next to me. I had like a, a, a truck driver. Actually. I remember he was a truck driver by, for his career. Um, you know, maybe 40 or 50 in between there. We were all stretching together and just laughing. I just thought it was hilarious. And so I think movement is so important. I mean, scientifically, dance specifically, we know the the positive effects of it and physically and emotionally. And right. So that is just so important for me. I mean, I could talk all day about that. Of course. I love that. And I totally have a visual of y'all stretching now. Um, that's, that's good stuff. Okay. So we would be in a space of awe. We would move our bodies every day. I am really big on nourishing the whole body. So like, I think about how are we sitting in reflection? Like, I think there's a lot to be said for just personal reflection, um, and what that does for our, our spirit. So that would be big for me. Personal, and what do you mean by personal reflection? Like, like reflection. Writing, so like, like writing or talking it out. It could be writing. I, 
I mean, and, and writing works well for you and it does for me sometimes, but sometimes I just like to sit in silence and think. And so I think about like, it would be kind of a combination of creating some prompts where people could kind of go off individually and whether they, they, they write kind of their response to reflection or draw, or they're just quietly kind of considering. I think there's a lot of just being in silence and also being able to show or, or, you know, just sit in those thoughts. Um, because I, I think that we don't have a lot of time for that in our every day to just be quiet, be still and to be. So I would start with like individual reflection and then, yeah, maybe bringing it back to a whole group where we could process together and share. Cause I do think that there's power in knowing that you aren't alone in whatever it is that you're navigating. So I can see a group reflection as well. You know, I love group therapy. Yeah. I think it is so, so impactful. And it's probably having to do with being seen, having some understanding that you're not alone. But also, I just find that when I share and I'm open with others, they're more willing to do the same, which seems like, oh, well, maybe that doesn't seem obvious. I feel like a lot of people open up to me, even people that are very shy or might not because they feel, uh, maybe they feel like I'm just open and, and, and transparent with them and they feel comfortable enough to do the same. So I think just like group therapy, it can be so magical. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I, uh, and I just love it. I, I mean, I don't know the science behind it, but I just think it's so, so great. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, it would also echo some of the things that you're sharing about your own experience, how it was work, how it was useful, I guess, in your own work. Definitely what we see from it. I just think that we're all interconnected. I think that we're like, you are me and I am you and it goes for anybody out there. I just think that I don't, we're all a part of each other. And and I think when I'm speaking to people on this podcast, it's like, I, I, how they're responding to this, how this is affecting to them. This is so important to me because who they are and whatever their situation is, is just so, I don't know other, another word to say it, but so valid. And I, I, their experience to me is so important and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you are. Like, I just feel like we're all on this earth together and connected. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just too, I'm a bit spiritual or <laughs> I don't no. know. I just, I know. I I mean, I, I would agree with you. I think some people may think differently and that's okay. But I mean, the reality is, is that, you know, we want people to get, get what they need and, and feel like they are less alone in their journey. And however, any part of this message resonates is what we hope for, you know? And I, and I think that that's really true in the responses that we saw from pod one was that, different people picked up on different pieces that were really, you know, and, and so I, I think that that's just great. Yeah. I think that that's, you know, everyone needs something different and, and, um, I think that's what is also beautiful about this. So, all right. So in our inpatient program, we're going to have awe, we're going to move our bodies. We're going to have personal and group reflection. Anything else you want to add? One more thing. What else would we do? I think that we would have amazing food and drink. Mm -hmm. Nourishing our body, right? Nourishing our body, 
Mm -hmm. I mean, gosh, we could do so many things, Dad. I know. It'd be awesome. I'm just going to think about it. I know. It was a good question. I, it kind of stopped me in my, I was like, huh, what would that look like? Yeah. I hope that whoever is listening this week has found something that they can take away and learn from. And we want to keep the conversation going. And so if you feel like you don't have someone to reach out to, or you don't have a champion, or you're struggling to find resources, um, we're here to help, of course. Um, but definitely just know that you have two people in your corner rooting for you. And I'm serious when you say that. Uh, I am dead. Do serious. you think that I'm not being serious right now? But I feel like people on podcasts say that. Oh. Or just people in general be like, I'm there for you. You okay, know what well, I mean? I feel I'm, like I'm, that's I'm, been our message. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, I'm saying both you and I, we oh, are yeah. really there for you. True. I mean, it doesn't Absolutely. matter. It could be anybody. And I feel like I would be like, let's go. I know it's true. Well, and I, yeah, no, it's yeah, definitely true. We have parents that are like that. They will do anything for anybody. Right. Maybe that's, that's right. just why I'm, I'm serious right now. Like if you have, I'm just, please always feel like you can come to me. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think that that's true. And you're right. I think some people say that and it's not necessarily wholehearted. And so thank you for just making sure that we really underline and emphasize that point. Um, think that's important. So Well, Mo, thanks for sitting in these questions and just sharing again, just so open and openly, open and honestly. And I just, I want you to come back again and again. So maybe next time we'll talk about something a little lighter or no, we're going to do ballroom lessons. So that will be, that'll be good. What else can I talk about? I know. know. Vintage items. I could talk about, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord. Oh man. Yeah, well, by the way, vintage house goods. Let me know. <laughs> yes, right. Those vintage house you, goods. Let me plug my business. I'm kidding, everybody. No, this has been really great. And thank you for letting me do this ad because I've seen uh my friend had mentioned that it's a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. My great great friend. He said, like, I did this and now how many ripples is it is it causing? Mm-hmm. In a great way. Yeah. Right, right. And I think if more people did this, imagine no not I'm not telling anybody go do this, but I think if it was more open and more openly spoken about, think about how many ripples would be all over the world and how open and, and able to get help. You know, it would just be a different world. Yeah. So. No, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I right. love you, Adam. Thanks so much. Thank you, thank you. Love ya. Ladies, thank you so much for listening today. I want you to thrive and live a more joyful life. Remember, you can always find out more about the episodes and our guests by visiting our website at thatgreendress.com and going under the podcast show notes. Remember also to follow me at Instagram at thatgreendress. And if you're interested in a Facebook group where other women like you continue to do the work, join us over on Facebook as well. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave me a review. It really does help other women like you find our podcast. And I'd love it if you share with a friend. So remember, every Tuesday, we'll be here wherever you find your podcast. Have a delightful day.